everyone, I'm Pastor Jack Wilson of Piatas Baptist Church, and this is You Think. Today I want to speak about being a living sacrifice. A living sacrifice. Now, with most sacrifices in the Old Testament, they would kill a goat or a lamb and they, or whatever, and they would put it on the altar and that was the sacrifice when it was put on the altar and burned up. However, a living sacrifice is one like Jesus did. It was when he was still living and it goes through the process of sacrificing him. Uh, our living sacrifice is for us as we are living and we're all approaching death don't get me wrong we're all approaching death but in the middle uh, we are we should be a living sacrifice David says although I walk through the valley of the shadow of death and what is the valley of the shadow of death where we are right now because the shadow is ahead of us the shadow of death is ahead of us and the valley is where we are now and so uh, it says I beseech you therefore brethren by the mercies of God that ye present your bodies a living sacrifice holy acceptable unto God which is your reasonable service and be not conformed to this world of your mind that you may prove what is a good and acceptable and perfect will of God. Years ago we we did a meditation. This was the 70s. The cool time. We were all hippies. And we sat there and we went oh. And I must admit it's a calming thing on your mind. But all it does is it makes you think of nothing it tries to get you to go into a a, uh, a nothingness that you can't think of anything that you can't uh, do anything but with with a meditation now the renewing of your mind it's changing from your old ways into your new ways from what you think in in a bad way and what causes you to do bad things to renew your mind where you will do good things and you may prove what is good and acceptable and the perfect will of God. I asked my wife if anybody uh, goofed off or complained about our children's VBS. All right, uh, when we have a VBS, we have a vacation Bible school where there's, we, we had about 100 kids at a time. And I was shocked to hear everyone work together as a team. We have a good church, and I'm very proud of this church. But to hear that everyone worked together as a team, that was a living sacrifice. I didn't, I didn't ask if anybody screwed up or if anything went wrong. That was of no concern at all. I wanted to hear that everyone worked together as a one well-oiled machine and that was your reasonable service holy and acceptable to God 
and I am sure he has received your offering and put it towards your time of refreshing. By the way, the time of refreshing is when God chooses a special time a blessing for you. But but let's talk about uh, the way people act. You know, in this VBS, they, they work together, as I said, as a well-oiled machine. Uh, in other words, one person needed something, they called out, somebody else did it, somebody else came in. And, I, and as I said, messing up was not a problem, okay? And that's how God treats us. God doesn't say, I want you to be a perfect sacrifice. I want you to be a perfect Christian. I want you to do everything to perfection because he knows you never will. <coughs> he just says, I want you to be a living sacrifice. Somebody who lives for me someone who works for me. The second part of that verse I gave you also has shown that it is be ye not conformed to this world but be ye transformed by the renewing of your mind. You obviously are not doing the, the things the world is doing but that's if you're saved. Uh, gambling, drunkenness, debauchery of any kind. Many of you started here, uh, uh, started in Christianity one way, but as you set your mind to be changed, you renewed it to be conformed to God's will, and so now you can enjoy your life in Christ a different way. That's what you want to do. You want to turn your mind towards thinking of Christ. And you know, before you were saved, the idea of thinking of God, or thinking salvation, or thinking of, even thinking of doing good things, was really not a, a top priority in your mind. But as you found Jesus, and as he saved you from your sins, you find yourself thinking more and more on him. And you need to focus that by transforming your own mind. You're not, however, done yet. I beseech you, therefore, brethren, by the mercies of God, that you present your bodies a living sacrifice, holy, acceptable unto God, which is your reasonable service. Romans 12, 2. And be not conformed to this world, but be ye transformed by the renewing of your mind, that you may prove what is good and acceptable and the perfect will of God. For all my praise of you, I would not want you to get too comfortable and forget what you have worked for and have achieved. But keep working, keep renewing your mind by prayer and study and by your service of God. No one should think of themselves more highly than the others. So, in other words, when, when you live for the Lord, <coughs> you live to be helpful and thoughtful and loving and kind and all those things. And when you see other people, don't think, I do better than him or, or I'm better than him or her.
questions in my life. What if I did not come? How great would the church that I run be? What if no one cleaned or no one cooked or no one did the books or no one did the legal things? What would happen in this church? The best thing a leader can do is not to do everything by myself, but to see the gifts in each one of you and cause you to do them. How about that, folks? In your life, uh, you have a pastor, uh, maybe even you are a pastor, and you, you use your gifts to complement the rest of the church. I, I'm not better than my church, but my gifts complement the church. I'm a leader. I'm a, I'm a uh, administrator. I'm a uh, preacher. So I, I do things and I complement my church and all the other people do the same thing. So the, the pastor without the body is nothing. And we are nothing without each other. I am reminded of the Tower of Babel. Although that was a situation being used for evil, it shows something about the unity in the group. Now, from what I understand, that the people at the Tower of Babel was building this great tower so that they could see the stars and the planets and all that. They were, uh, they were basically astronomers. They worked together so well that God had to go down and to disassemble the whole place. Now, uh, how did he stop it? It was ingenious. He confounded their languages. No one understood each other. And following that, we must seek to understand each other and work together accordingly. It is our job to understand what people are talking to us about and whether or not they're coming from their hearts. Some use loud, some are very loud people, but they're very good people and some are soft. Some are weak and some are strong. We have to take into consideration each other's laws, uh, each other's flaws rather, and weaknesses, along with each other's strengths and work with that. You know, John the Baptist was a very loud man, and yet people loved him. So was Elijah, and so am I. And then there's other people that were very soft. I imagine Timothy was soft. And uh, Paul said, don't let people discourage you because of your youth. And uh, so we need to use that, and we need to use the uh, understanding of each other to work with each other and by working as hard as we can by giving all that we have by getting along with each other we need indeed we have indeed uh, presented our bodies as a living sacrifice we must also agree to be truthful to each other if someone does something wrong and an argument is started it is not a shame to tell the pastor if your house was on fire, would it be a shame to tell the fireman? In presenting ourselves as a living sacrifice, we have to get up, uh, give up ourselves, and think of the entire family of God. We have had instances in our church here where 
one would inform me of something and because of it we would sit down as a family and figure it out and fix it sometimes it is embarrassing to be caught saying or doing something that we should not but this too is a learning process and in the end all is forgiven as life goes on if your life is better than when you first became a Christian when you first got saved then you are doing what you're supposed to be doing and you're doing a job well done there's a saying that goes do unto others as you would have others do unto you uh, that's that's not a bad saying that's not a cliche that's a real good hard facts let's do it the right way saying alright do you want people to fight with you over everything you say you want people to disagree with everything is suggested no of course not sometimes you may suggest something and and somebody will disagree with it and and that makes you feel bad not that they disagreed but that they disagreed with you and then you realize oh, that's a that's kind of vanity that's kind of a, your pride that you're worrying about somebody else not going along with you ask them say okay that's fine what do you suggest and see what their plan is and maybe their plan is better and don't disagree with them just because they disagreed with you this is how we work together all right this is how we find spirituality in our own lives this is how we become human sacrifices sometimes it's very difficult not to say something bad about somebody Do you know that it seems sometimes it's more difficult to say something good about somebody I don't know I think they're equally the same uh, you see somebody you don't like what they're wearing you say oh that's the ugliest thing I ever seen how stupid is that to say you think that's gonna make them feel good and maybe that's the answer maybe we should say what would I feel like if somebody said that to me what would I feel like if somebody did that to me you know there's a there's a way to treat people and there's a way not to treat people. In my church, if I see somebody wearing a spectacular, a spectacular now, it has to be really cool that I enjoy it, a blouse or dress or pant, then I will compliment them. Now, if somebody's wearing something that I don't particularly like, or, you know, anything, uh, I won't say anything, all right? Now, there are people that are wearing things that are nice that I don't say anything either. So it's not like if I don't say anything about your clothes that I, I think they're bad. It's just that I like to make people smile. I like to make them feel good about themselves. I like to make them happy. And the more you do that, the happier you will feel. God is so good. And the more you bless others, He will bless you. Well, that's it for today, folks. I hope you learned something from this. And uh, if you have anything to talk to me about, call me at 7101 at USA.net. 7101 at USA.net. Now, God, please let these people hear 
your soft voice, Lord God, in their hearts. Let them respond accordingly. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen. See you next week.